Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. And Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana, featuring the card accepted by doctors in all 50 states. Information available at bcbsla.com or Twitter, hashtag TopDoctors. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, LLC. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Welcome to Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District for another edition of Out to Lunch, the show about New Orleans business. I'm Peter Raschuti, and I'd like to tell you a story. It's called the Tax Credit Ferry. Once upon a time, long ago, a bunch of people lived in a town called New Orleans. It was a town just like ours, except there were no giant trucks blocking traffic and no people who looked like they need a bath making movies and TV shows in every corner. Then one night, in misty Baton Rouge, the tax credit fairy waved her magic wand, and suddenly people called film producers from a faraway land called Hollywood came to New Orleans and magically saved 35% on every dollar they spent. And so the tax credit fairy created Hollywood South. Well, it wasn't long before the people in what was known as the Allied Trades looked with envy at the glittering Hollywood South and asked the tax credit fairy, tax credit fairy, what could you do for theater? Could you create Broadway South? And so the tax credit fairy waved her wand one more time and created Broadway South. Now, I know what you're going to ask. Peter, uh, where are the Broadway South riches, the opening nights, the star spotting at Whole Foods, the, uh, the high paying jobs for locals, the restaurant tables overflowing with obnoxious narcissists, uh, the much touted new infrastructure, the, and the famous boost to the local economy? Well, that's where my story begins to unravel. But luckily, I know two people who can pick up the story from here. Bruce Hofer and Cassie Steck-Worley. Bruce is the president of the Board of Governors for the newly renovated and relaunched Le Petit Theater in the French Quarter, and Cassie Steck-Worley is the theater's executive director. Bruce, Cassie, welcome to Out to Lunch. Uh, you like my story? Do you think the tax credit fairy would make a good Broadway musical? Um, I think you could definitely write up. There's probably one being written right now probably as right. we speak in practice <laughs> somewhere. Oh, I'm always looking for new gigs, so this is terrific. They, uh, now, I don't have to introduce you two because you know each other very well. We this do. Is Absolutely. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very <laughs> much. So it's good in I'm going to ask you both the same question, really, because you're, you're here to... I'm going to ask... You know, your theater is, is renovated and open. The Sanger and the Civic Theaters are being renovated and about to open. All this has cost millions of dollars. What role has the Broadway South tax credit legislation played in the massive spending on local theater? What, what do you think? Well, I'll start by answering that by saying that I'm not quite sure where the Broadway South tax credits affect Le Petit Theater since we are a small local community theater. But from what I've heard, it seems to me that, you know, that theater is really um, on the uprise here in New Orleans. I think that um, it just if you look at what the Sanger is going to be presenting and, and the Mahalia Jackson, and I'm always saying, and we're, we're always saying to our board at Le Petit that the more good theater in New Orleans there is, the more people are going to go to the theater. So as far as Broadway South tax credits, now it may play up 
into uh, Le Petit Theater in that I think that we actually have been approached and will be approached about some possible pre-Broadway shows starting at Le Petit Theater and then eventually going to Broadway. And I think that's where our space is attractive. We have already been approached uh, by some Broadway producers. And so in, in that case, we may be seeing some benefits from, from the tax yeah, credits. I, I want to echo the same um, points that Cassie brought up. And we at Le Petit are also benefiting from the state's tax credits for producing live performances. That's the important part. We've done that. We've also done the historic tax credits in connection with our building. And those are very helpful to us because we're a nonprofit. Uh, who's the audience? Is it, is it locals or is there a way to get tourists into, the, into this side? Absolutely. And in fact, the, the Brennan's, uh, Dickie Brennan's group has been very helpful to us. Now, you've got a marketing. super connection with them because now what's the Tableau? Tableau Restaurant is, is in our same physical space. We both occupy what was once the full Le Petit building. Now, they have one side. The theater is owned by Le Petit Theater on the other side. And we have a restaurant that is successful, it's working, and they want to help bring more live performances to the theater in tasteful productions, whether it's music or other types of things, school education programs, those kinds of things. On the tourist side, how would they know that we have Broadway South? I mean, that's not something you know they would have known a couple of years ago. How do you get the word out? Well, I'll answer that question Concierge. in two ways. Yeah, yep, that's, that's right. They a lot of people are walking right by Le Petit Theater. Some people are walking in and having lunch, and then they look right over at the box office, and they say, wow, what's going on this week? You know, let's go see a play. Uh, Bruce, let me ask you, you on the board, uh, what happened before? I mean, obviously, Le Petit fell in some very difficult times. What, what happened? It was all about finances. It was all about living within your means. I mean, something that... Uh, all of us countrywide need to be thinking about, uh, and family, you know, all, sure. all the way down to the local family. Everybody needs to live within their means. And we had to do that, and that was uh, an important lesson that, uh, that we had to come to grips with as a board and to implement. And this is a business show. I mean, ask, what, what's different about the f financial structure now that's going let it, to let it live? Well, um, we, we were able to, well, okay, we sold part of our building to Dickie Brennan's group. Um, that enabled us to pay off all of our debts, okay. mm -hmm. not only seasoned subscribers who, who didn't go to the plays that we had to cancel because we didn't have enough money. You were literally coming out of a hole here. Out of a hole. All right. And it, and it helped us give an endowment life. So we, we have renovated, we've paid off our debts, and we have an endowment. That's, okay, that's A. The B part is we as a board have pledged to ourselves and to the community that we will have strong financial responsibility, good governance, and best practices in the way we operate as a board and as a mission. I like to call ourselves a mission. That's what we are, because we're a nonprofit, right. and we put on good professional-level theater for this community, and we also reach out to the community for educational programs. So what's, what's the local actor community like? I mean, one of the things I like about going to theater here is we'll go and my wife and I'll try to figure out where we had seen that guy before. That's you know, fun. he was the little guy in the Shakespeare. My husband thing, right? loves that too. Yeah. I, just did, I was just in the Shakespeare Festival this summer and the actor who played my husband, I was Mistress Ford and he was Master Ford, is playing Lombardi in 
Lombardi. So it's so much fun. Right? My husband always says he enjoys going to the theater. Your because real he knows, husband. My real husband, because yes. he knows he's seen these acts. Where have I seen him before? So local, and I think that that, you know, I think people, are, New Orleanians are in for such a treat now because they can go to the Mahalia or the Sanger and see like the Book of Mormon and then they can come to us and see Death of a Salesman Absolutely. with top-notch local actors. Now there's a lot of competition for entertainment dollars uh, here, you know, whether it's right. uh, sports or, or music. Uh, can you hold your own and can you, can you get a bigger piece of the pie? Now that you're, you know, you've got, I think you've got some size to you now when you, when you add all these theaters together. We can definitely hold our own. I mean, we're a small theater. We only seat about 370 people. It's very intimate. But as Bruce spoke to it, we're just going to be very careful with our producing. I mean, we're going to keep expenses down. We're going to give top quality productions and we're just going to watch very carefully how we spend our money and try not to get too big. Um, but we are, we have a lot of musicians very interested in doing, in fact, I have a meeting later on today with a producer about doing some um, concerts, you know, one night concert type things, maybe during Jazz Fest in our space. And we have, we have other local theater companies that are interested in using our space. Right now, just getting our first season going, we haven't had time to fit in anybody else. Right now, we're, you know, we're kind of taking care of ourselves, but eventually, uh, we'll get more people into our theater. Now, I would think this would be a kind of a, a great community to be an actor in. Now, it's the kind of town they'd want to live in, is that? It is, and I have, you know, some of these actors that, for example, that are in Lombardi, um, another interesting uh, little tidbit is the actor, Casey Groves, who's playing Lombardi, his real-life wife, Rachel, is playing Marie Lombardi. So we have a real-life couple playing a real-life couple. Is a play about the Vince Lombardi? Coach? Oh, Th yes, not yes. the former president of LSU. No, no, this uh, is okay, about... Just, uh, this I was is ready about, for anything, though. I really was. This I was is going. about Vince Lombardi. Okay. This is about Vince Lombardi. And, um, and Rachel and, and uh, Casey, sometimes they're doing stuff in New York. They do stuff around the country, but their home base is New Orleans. And the answer there is it's a great place right now to be an actor because you can get in discussions with producers and directors and say, you know, I'd like to do this show. And before you know it, maybe it's happening. I mean, you know, there, we're, the, the actors and the producers and the directors are working together and we're constantly thinking ahead about what we want to do. And uh, final question on this, the, the, the theaters, do you think there's a sense of camaraderie or intense competition or? I think there used to be competition. You'll always have that. But I, I, I sense more camaraderie now. I mean, again, I do too. maybe it's me saying, you know, that again, the more good theater you have, the more good theater. I mean, I've said that to people when you, when I go to, to Broadway, I'm, I'm taking a trip and two weeks, I come out of one Broadway theater and I go get my ticket to the next show. You know, if I'm going to be in New York for four days, I like to see right. four shows. So I think that, again, the more good theater that we present, the more that we're going to get people to the theater. And I, I certainly know that um, some of the gentlemen at the Sanger have been wonderful about um, coming to us and saying, would we like to put some of our flyers and stuff in their lobby? So I think there's some camaraderie. Uh, is well, that, yeah, I think everybody that question, wants everybody else to succeed on the community theater side. Mm -hmm. And I think people that haven't been to that part of the world in a while, like down where the Civic is mm -hmm. and the are really going to be blown away. I mm -hmm. mean, how much has happened there? I yeah. And we were just talking before the show about how it seems like somebody goes out and spends a lot of money and that gives the next man or woman the, the confidence to, to renovate the That's next right. building. That's yeah. Right.
Okay, now this is uh, the inbox part of our show, and I like this part a lot. It's uh, where we ask our, our producer to pick a question that's come in over the week from a listener. Uh, Grant, what have you got? Peter, we've got a number of interesting questions ranging from Lizzie Rawls, who asks, what role in terms of Le Petit's voice is there in the community? What voice do you think Le Petit should have? What place in the community should it have? And this question also from Dominique Alice is interesting, so you guys can decide which of these or both of them you'd like to answer. How are you using social media and mobile tech to connect with new audiences? There's a sense uh, from our development committee, by the way, good governance means we have uh, our board is, is divided up into various committees with expertise, development, finance, artistic, etc. The development committee says we need to reach out to a younger audience, not only to a younger audience, but also to a younger audience, meaning Twitter, Facebook, and we're hiring a young um, professional who is going to help us do that. And I think that's really good because I don't know how to do it. And we need to do it. Because we're not just, we're not a community theater for one part of the community, it's for all. Which really leads into the first question, and Cassie's ready to and, answer that. And that is what voice, you know, we are very passionate and committed to Le Petit being a community theater that is for the community and gives back to the, the community. And I, being a 25 years plus educator, we are implementing a whole educational program that we're about to launch um, right before Lombardi on, on September 5th. And we've even named this um, entity, which is our, our education and community outreach entity, and it's called Le Petit Theaters Because We Can. And um, I have, for the, for the past year or so, while I was teaching full-time at Country Day, I had been volunteering once a week to go to the Good Shepherd School on Barone and teach kids that don't have performing arts classes classes. And now we are committed to really starting in September, at least twice a week, we're going to be having school kids during the school day in our theater, and I'm going to be teaching performing arts classes. We've made a connection with Joseph Clark High School. We've made a connection with McDonough 35. We have these are all places that maybe nearby. have cut the arts That's out right. of their That's right, yeah, and they would not have. They might not have, well, they wouldn't. They would not have um, acting classes, or they might have limited. And so we're going to be doing that for free. And the reason why we named it Because We Can is because when I was talking about this, I, I've been talking about this idea for years, let's have classes. Well, why do you want to do that? And the answer is Because We Can. The space is there. I know how to do it. This is going to give back to the community. Because so, we should. Uh, because we should, and I think that's an important part of Le Petit's voice. And let me add one more thing. We're going to be partnering with a nonprofit every show that we do, where we raise money for that nonprofit just because we can. With Love, Loss, and What I Wore, which was by Nora Ephron, we partnered with Dress for Success, and Dress for Success got all of these clothes from audience members, and we also did a raffle, and so they made some money. Um, for uh, Lombardi, we're partnering with um, Mike McKenzie's 34 Ways Foundation, um, and so, and we're thinking about all sorts of for hair. We haven't decided yet. We're thinking about hair and maybe locks for love. I mean, every everything we partner with, Some you know, we of sort of want to tie in. But that means that we have the opportunity in the next couple of years, you know, to partner with these nonprofits and get their, give them some exposure. And we're doing it because that's the voice of Le Petit. The voice of Le Petit is we want to give back to the community. We have these wonderful supporters and we want this beautiful building that we work so hard to renovate to be used 
in many in many different ways. Yeah, and in addition to teaching kids, uh, by the way, McDonough 35 has an excellent theater program, but right. we still yeah. want to have those kids. Those are high school kids. Yeah. We want to have them be exposed to the next level, right. to the Le Petit stage, right? Um, in addition, Dillard has an excellent A theater department. Phenomenal and we want department. those Dillard students, meaning you know the juniors and seniors who are getting ready to, to graduate, we want them to come help Cassie teach younger kids. It's all it's all a, a, a work not in progress. You, not to mention UNO's um, wonderful right. graduate program in theater administration, and we've already connected with them. So we, as a community theater, are connecting with all these entities, and um, I'm so glad that viewer asked that question that's about well, the voice. But yeah. Can I? I, I want to add something. Somebody. Put this in front of you. Go right ahead. Put this in front of my face uh, to all of the audience members. I'm I'm told to ask. Please like us on Facebook and Twitter at Le Petit Nola. Now this is a, a new part of the show that I'd I'd love to get you two in on. Is uh, it's time to pay it forward, where we ask guests to generously use their experience and expertise to help up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Uh, today we're looking at a new business that came to us from a local incubator, Launchpad, and the company's called Sidework. Sidework is an online training program for restaurant employees. Uh, where a big restaurant town looks like the great place to do it. Uh, instead of handing a new employee a 50-page booklet and spending valuable time training them, a restaurant owner enrolls the employee in a web-based sidework training program specifically tailored to that restaurant. The founder and CEO of Sidework, uh, Max Godin, is wondering about how best to market Sidework to restaurants and whether or not to expand its scope. Max says, I'm interested in finding distribution channels outside of the normal, like hiring a sales team, and I'm also considering whether I should stick to just employee training. Uh, my competitors offer scheduling, hiring, and training. I would prefer to really be really good at just the training part, but it seems that many startups offer a suite of products. Um, Cassie Bruce is managers of many different types of employees. Um, how would you advise Max to market side work, and should he mirror his competitors or offer a more specialist product? What do you think? I think specialist mm -hmm. to start off with. If he's a startup, start doing what you can really focus on and, and, and sell rather than spreading yourself thin. That's what I would do. And um, I think the, the service industry uh, with respect to restaurants is key. And to, to really fine tune that is the important thing. If you want to help people get jobs, have them learn about the impact of service on customers. Impact is important. Sell that first instead of spreading out and giving a, a, a large menu to potential users of this product. Wow, it was certainly, Cassie, what do you think? Um, well, I was going to agree. I was going to say start small or with what, you know, your specialty. And then I was going to say he needs to get people to tweet about it and put it on Facebook. I mean, that's how he's going to have to reach some of these, some of these people as far as th that the service exists, you know. And I don't know whether he starts by going out and finding people to use the service and take the course and then audition, if you will, for jobs in the, in the restaurant industry, and then they can say, get the word out, well, you know, I took this course. Oh, I see what you mean. So maybe, yeah. that, and that's very interesting. The so idea, it's an idea, I'm thinking. Yeah, and I yeah. think what he's talking about is the idea that the restaurant would have these candidates uh, hire them and put them through this training program, but there seems to be another level that both of you brought up, which is sort of marketing to people that want to work in the restaurant industry, and this mm -hmm. would be sort of a, well, like a feather in their cap as they, as they go for a job. Mm -hmm. 
I, absolutely. I mean, it's impressive to a potential employer. Yeah. And then he's got a product. You know, then this person has a product because people are then hired and they say, well, I took this course. I yeah, Like I'm you know. SideWorks certified. That's right. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just that's like SafeServe yeah. certified. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I know, you know one of the things that would hit me originally when I heard this is that there's just so much turnover in this business that, uh, you know, if you could, uh, first of all, be a lot of potential clients, but also, uh, I think it would be good for a restaurant because you could say, um, if that person really committed to doing a little bit of work with side work, it was their sign they really were mm -hmm. serious about the about the position. Mm -hmm. So that would be uh, that would be. Well, we'll see how side work uh, how side work does here. They uh, and we wish you the best of, best of luck, Max. The uh, Cassie Steck Worley, Bruce Hofer. Uh, we're looking forward to a whole new world of theater here in New Orleans, especially, of course. Uh, my musical, which I'm so glad you guys have picked up. That's going to be terrific. The Tax Credit Ferry. That should be available in the spring. Uh, you, you've, got a, you've got a long list of impressive shows coming up, and we're excited to see your theater open and flourishing along with the rest of the new Broadway South. Uh, break a leg, and uh, thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you so much. Thank you very it's much, Peter. Thank that, you. Guys, yeah. we're great to have on. Uh, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Cassie Steck-Worley, Executive Director of Le Petit Theater, and Bruce Hofer, President of the Theater's Board of Governors. To find out more about what's going on at Le Petit and Broadway South in general, follow the links on our sites, wwno.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Dr. Cliff Brigden is our digital guru. The delightful Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast, and you can listen to past shows and keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter by going to our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes Studio One music production software, Studio Live, digital mixing consoles, Eric Studio monitors, and more. More information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is online at PreSonus.com. Com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM on your dial. I'm Peter Rashidi. I look forward to meeting you again next week for Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be well, be safe, be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker and Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, LLC.